Quiet, please. Quiet, please. American Broadcasting Company presents Quiet, Please, which is written and directed by Willis Cooper and which features Ernest Chappell. Quiet, Please, for today is called Very Unimportant Person. The Hollow Men. Ever read it? A lot of people were very fond of quoting from it when T.S. Eliot got the Nobel Prize, especially that part... This is how the world ends, not with a bang, but a whimper. Well, it wasn't so, Mr. Elliot. You were wrong. Me? How do I know? I was there. I don't know how it happened. Maybe somebody dropped something. Maybe one of our own people pushed the wrong button. Maybe the thing got tired of being in one piece and just went off by itself. All I know is I was standing outside the operations office of bowling that morning, and I heard a funny noise, and I looked up. I just happened to be looking north in the direction of Baltimore, and I knew what it was the minute I saw it. I was at Bikini, and I saw both Test Abel and Test Baker. You couldn't fool me for a minute. Joe, there's an airplane standing there, and I saw Ruth alongside the doorway to the office. I grabbed her by the arm, and I boosted her into that airplane, and I took off. Because when you see that pink and cream-colored mushroom cloud, you don't wait. If you do, you might be part of the next one. So Ruth didn't put up much of an argument after I pointed at the thing. She couldn't argue. Her mouth was hanging open a foot. And me, I was too busy to talk for a couple of minutes. I got to 10,000 feet awful fast. We got ourselves a good 20 miles away from Washington. I was noticing that for a miracle, both fuel tanks were full. And Ruth just about jumped out of her safety belt. What? I said. What's the matter now? And as I said it, I felt the blast. Washington! Washington! It, it isn't there anymore, Tom! I see what you mean. Well, we asked for it. I'm just looking at the Capitol and the Washington Monument and the Pentagon. Oh, Tom. Tom, what's happened? What everybody's been waiting for, honey. Is it... War? Well, if it was, it's all over now. If anybody dropped a couple of more of those bombs. What are we going to do? We're going to get out of here as fast as this airplane will take us. <laughs> Hope we won't fly right into one of those things. Oh, Tom, this is terrible. Where can we go? Give me the microphone, Nara. I'm going to see who's still alive. Thanks. I don't know who to call. Hello, CQ. Hello, CQ, CQ. This is USAF plane... The 909344 calling CQ. CQ, CQ. If you hear me, anybody, give me a call. Speak up, somebody. Over. Do you hear anybody? Hello, CQ, CQ from USAF plane 909344. Do you hear me? Over. I don't expect. Wait. Wait. Philadelphia, this is Army 909344. I hear you very well. Is everything all right there? I say again, is everything all right? Over. 
Hello, Philadelphia. This is USAF 909344. Hello, Philadelphia. Answer me over. Hello, Philadelphia. This is USAF 909344. Over. No, Philadelphia. Wait. I had Philadelphia, but he stopped. Who's this? Pittsburgh, this is USAF 909344. I hear you very well. What is the situation there? I say again, what is the situation there? Over. Hello, Pittsburgh. Does he answer you? Darling, nobody answers. Oh, no. No. It can't be. It's happened, and just like the man said, honey, there's no place to hide. We saw the towering great clouds starting out to blow away, getting ragged around the edges and clearing enough so we could see the ground once in a while. There'd be little towns, sure, but we couldn't tell what was going on down there, and I knew what might be happening, and I didn't choose to land. Because the ragged edges of those clouds would be blowing across those little towns down there that hadn't been hammered into nothing yet. And the pretty little towns with the elm trees along the streets, the pleasant little towns sitting on the edges of the riverbanks. Nice little towns. They'd get theirs pretty quick. I didn't want to be there. Yeah, if I can just keep this airplane flying long enough, I thought. Yeah, I guess I must have said it aloud because Ruth answered me. But where'll we go? Well, I think if I can get through, maybe the woods up in Canada will be safe enough. I can find an airstrip somewhere. I hope we can set down there. Oh, Tom, can we make it? Yeah, we can try, that's all. This looks like a pretty good airplane. We've got gas. Oh, just look. The beautiful country. Yeah. Well, it's done now. You suppose it's like this everywhere? I don't know. I have an idea that if somebody dumped these things on us, there's more than one country like this by now. It's the end of the world. Here, let me try that radio again. tried the radio for an hour. I tried Pittsburgh again, Detroit and Chicago. I didn't get any answer at all. I listened till my ears hurt. The only single thing I heard was the leader of a jet fighter squadron somewhere over Lake Erie. His voice was so faint. He was talking to his pilots and he said, there isn't any field left to go back to. And then there was static and he faded out. And we flew on, heading north for the snows in the wilderness of Canada, whatever kind of sanctuary that might be. I'd often wondered what people would say to each other in the face of an awful catastrophe. Would they pray, I wondered? Or would they try to comfort each other? Or would they try to reason their way out of disaster, or what? I found out we didn't say anything. And there wasn't anything to say. It got dark, and all around us on the horizon, there was the glow of fires and the luminous clouds, the clouds that a few hours ago had been cities, great industries, and people. The fuel tank I was using ran dry, and I switched to a second one. We flew along at 20,000 feet. I could hardly see. I was so tired and wrought up. 
I saw Ruth had just given up. She was lying back in the seat, not snoring, but making the kind of sound that a sick animal makes. Then she sat up suddenly and opened her eyes. Tom! Okay. Oh. oh, I was dreaming. You better go back to sleep. Where are we? Canada somewhere. Still see the fire. I don't know if I made a wrong guess coming up here or not. I don't seem to be getting away from anything. Are you afraid, Tom? Me? Yes. What do you suppose happened back in Washington? I'm trying not to think about it. Flames, fire, dust. And nothing. Oh, Tom, do you think anybody else got away? I don't know. I doubt it. I wonder whose plane this is. Who was waiting for somebody? Some VIP. A VUP now. What? Very unimportant person now. Yeah. Well, whoever he is, we ought to be awful grateful to him. Yeah. I, I'm uh, sure you are both very welcome. Who? 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 Why, I'm afraid I'm the very unimportant person. The only thing I remember about him is his eyes. The light wasn't very good, naturally, and I had to twist my head over my right shoulder to see him at all, standing between the cockpit seats behind us. So about all I could see was his eyes. I couldn't see them very well. <laughs> 